Hello and welcome to a Simply Awesome Life podcast. I'm your host and worthiness coach, Helen Jane, or you can call me HJ, and I'm thrilled you're here. A Simply Awesome Life is about creating an awesome life right now with simple steps, as well as recognizing the awesomeness already present in your life today. It's happening right now, and I'm here to help you enjoy your life, understand just how worthy you already are, and finally, making sure that there's joy and fun and pleasure included, because that's our end goal. More pleasure, more happiness, more self-love, more of all the good stuff. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today's episode is about meaning-making, which is something that is really, really important on your personal growth journey um, because it's really something that you are in control of. Um, my coaching really focuses on what you can do. I think coaching in general, but I don't want to speak for everyone. So in my coaching, um, I don't want to necessarily spend a lot of time just complaining about a situation, about something that happened. Uh, coaching is something that is constructive. It's something that is for you, that needs to serve you. And I truly believe that meaning making is one of those things that can help you in those situations when something happens to you. Because again, I'm not saying that everything is your fault and that you need to be okay with everything that happens to you. What I'm saying is you still have some agency whether not necessarily in this situation, but in how you react to a situation. And in the case of meaning making, it's like might get you a little uncomfortable because it's even a little further of not only about what is happening, but your interpretation of what is happening is what's at stake here. Um, and again, it's not that there aren't tough things that happen and that it all depends on you and on your point of view. I don't agree with that way of thinking. Uh, to me, that's a little like gets close to playing with toxic positivity of as long as you look at it in a good light, then you can enjoy it and even be grateful about it. I think you can learn from things. You don't need to be grateful that something has happened to you, whatever it is, however big or small it is, right? So what is meaning making? Meaning making I've heard that term. Unfortunately, I don't remember where, but a lot of people probably use it. And that is what we make things mean. Thus the word meaning making. And yes, it's about you. It's not about the other person. It gets uncomfortable. And this is where my, I say, you know, I lovingly speak the truth sometimes and have to bring it back to the, to you because sometimes we will interpret things and make them mean something that actually isn't there. And once you realize that and are willing to take a few minutes a day or in the moment to reflect on your own interpretation and maybe even, hopefully, be okay with the fact that you might have some learning to do and that maybe you were wrong about something, about someone, about a situation that can really be helpful, but you need to be open to it. And it's one of the hardest things because we want, obviously, to be right. We also very strongly believe sometimes that this is the way, right? It's the only way of looking at this. And this other person should have known, should not have done this. It's not okay. And again, I'm not saying necessarily that this thing is okay. I'm saying that you have a power to make it mean more or less 
And once we are aware of our meaning making, we can then address that with the person in a constructive way. This is really usually in relationships, not only romantic relationships, this is in all relationships. So there are also things that are happening in the universe that you can make mean more or less in your life and what it means, you know, to you. Um, That to me is separate. It's extremely important as well, but that is separate than like personal relationships. And I think that we need to tackle the personal, personal, sorry, relationships first. People one-on-one, your colleague, again, I'm going to talk a lot about that because I think that's one that people underestimate uh, how valuable it can be to look at meaning making in that situation. I, yes, of course, romantic relationships because people, especially if you live together, close quarters, and even if you don't live together, we are hyper aware in our romantic relationships of what the other person is doing. We are always probably asking ourselves, what are they thinking? What did they mean by that? What's happening? Is our relationship okay? Oh my gosh, maybe it's the end, right? I We all have done that. <laughs> that sabotage um, of our own relationships sometimes by overthinking and by meaning making. And if this is still vague to you, hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll at least understand what meaning making is. And from there, of course, I don't leave you hanging. I'm going to give you some tools on how to start changing that or at least inspecting it. So my first example is from a personal relationship, a romantic relationship. My husband and I, you know, when we started living together, I am someone who likes to do the dishes more. I actually don't mind doing the dishes and sometimes it, I, I like it because I listen to podcasts. Um, he's more the laundry person. But every time I came in the kitchen... The counter was okay, but he would put his dishes in the sink. And I had mentioned to him, like, hey, could you put them on the counter? Now, again, I don't want to start the debate about (laughs) should dishes go in the sink or on the counter. You're like either one or the other a lot of times. But since I was the one doing the dishes most, I was asking him, can we can you put the dishes on the counter? What I've just told you before, like me doing the dishes more and everything is not something I told him. I was just like. Put the dishes on the counter, please. (laughs) Probably, maybe nicer, maybe not nicer sometimes, right? Depending on my tone and on my day. And he kept doing it uh, in the sense that he kept putting the dishes in the sink, even after I'd asked. And to me, that made it really difficult because I hate, hate having dishes in the sink. I find it gross to the point where I don't want to touch them, which means I don't clean them, which means they stay there for a little bit, right? Until then you hit them and, you know, I hate dishes in the sink. But anyways, every time we would have, he would be doing something or another that would upset me, I would go in this rage. And especially then it would happen when the dishes were in the sink by the end. I'd find either I'd talk about the dishes or... Something else happened, and but I was already so angry and at 110%, right, that whatever was happening, I overreacted um, in the sense that I don't want to say because I'm a woman, like I overreact. I want to be careful about that, but I'm just thinking anyone sometimes, right, uh, he might have left the window open when I asked to close it, or he might have left literally like a sock on the floor, and it was like a half hour yelling moment at him. That to me is overreacting and it's not a question that women overreact more than men. Men do it too. Um, So I just want to be clear about that. And then I went to visit his family and while we were there, obviously we were helping out cleaning the the table and guess where his mom puts the dishes? (laughs) In the sink. (laughs) 
That is literally what she does. And I put them on the counter and she asked me, oh, could you, do you mind just putting them in the sink? And at that moment, we looked at each other, my husband and I, and we were like, oh, so this is where this comes from, this habit. And he was always like, I kind of prefer them in the sink, but like, I don't, I'm not super attached to it, which is why I was always like, well, then if you're putting them in the sink, it is to piss me off. That's the only reason why. Well, guess what? He had just lived for, I don't know, 17, 18 years putting the dishes in the sink and being told that's where they go and making it a habit. And it kind of dawned on me that all of this extra stuff that I talked about of him intentionally doing something wrong, intentionally not listening to me, being like actively inconsiderate, that was me meaning making. And like, I know this might sound simple and obvious now that I talk about it, but it was life-changing for us because I react strongly to things and I was always making it about more than just what was happening in the moment, right? It wasn't just that I was angry at him for the dishes. I was actually angry at him for being inconsiderate, for not thinking about me, for using me as, you know, his personal maid or housekeeper or something. And all of the adding of this meaning that actually was mostly not there. Now, was it still inconsiderate? Yes, but there's a difference between doing something without really realizing it and thinking the person is actively saying, I'm going to put those dishes in the sink, even though Helen told me not to because it's going to piss her off and I don't care. Do you see the difference? So what was happening was that I was putting on so much that we never got to the root issue that was just literally, I'm the one who does the dishes. Can you just put your dishes on the counter? And I'm going to keep reminding you until it becomes a habit because I'm the one who does them all the time. And then he can do the same thing with something else that I do, but he's in charge of, right? It completely changed the way we we still interact today. And it's taken a weight off of th- knowing that the intention behind it is not bad and that this person is not doing it to frustrate me on purpose. That was huge. And I know it sounds simple. It's only dishes, right? But I was like, whenever I had to take them out, I was like, he's doing this on purpose. He like you know, wants me to suffer or I don't know and all of those things. And then arguments about the dishes became about how much bigger issues and issues that I had partly, well, mostly, to be honest, imposed that weren't there. Um, So that is one example. And then the other example would be, um, you know, I worked an admin job for a while and I had colleagues that would email me at 3.30 telling me, oh, I need a PowerPoint done uh, for this evening and I'm like for in a half hour an hour an hour and a half you mean because I finished at five a uh, great and what I realized was that I was meaning making again because I had was putting on those colleagues that they were inconsiderate disrespectful and that they were they they were thinking oh Helen's gonna do whatever I want whenever I want it instead of maybe giving them a little grace and thinking maybe they just learned that they have a presentation tonight, which actually happened, right? Maybe they underestimated how much time it takes to create that PowerPoint on top of the presentation that they have to give. Maybe they were just last minute and then they realized that it would affect me too late and that's why they sent it at 3.30. Again, is it okay for my colleague to do that? No, but the difference is once I know that I'm the one doing the meaning making, 
I can then have an interaction with them that is constructive, that is respectful, that does not add to, well, they're always mean, they're always this, it's always annoying. And you know, that drop that like makes it all like the tsunami start does not have to happen. It can just be in a moment of like, okay, I'm frustrated. I'm going to help them, but also I'm going to make a mental note to talk about it with them, with my supervisor and not in a mean way, right? Because now that it's just the act that was difficult, inconsiderate, it wasn't inconsiderate in the sense that they weren't there saying, I'm doing this on purpose. It changes the dynamics and it just makes it like, hey, next time that you have a presentation, could you maybe give me a 24-hour notice because I have other things? I was helping more than one person. but And yes, part of me is like, they should know this. They should be aware. But we're all in our own worlds, especially when we're under a deadline. And I just decide, what if they don't realize that in that moment, maybe someone else would have asked me that, right? Because they're not doing my job. They don't know. And maybe you're thinking, well, like you're letting them off too easy. No, because now that I know I'm meaning-making, I know what I actually need to address with them. And it's not their whole attitude and their whole treatment of me because also that might not change ever or it might take some time. What I need to address is just this specific thing of them asking me to do something in an hour and a half and considering that I may not be able to do that. So it's already a lot of work for them because if they're people, and believe me, a lot of people are, most of you (laughs) uh, are like that, um, of being last minute, Well, they have to consider that the last minute impacts me. That's already a lot of work for someone to do because then they have to 24 hours in advance because it might affect me do that, right? And it might take more than once. But again, if I don't on top of that make it mean that they are being mean to me, that they are inconsiderate, that they are not professional, that they are doing on purpose, that they take me for, they are actively thinking, Helen's going to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Great. Right. Instead of, oh, crap, I have an hour and a half left. I'm going to ask Helen for help. So meaning making why it's important to know when you're doing it is not to completely then say, well, it's on me. I'm just going to change it. Although sometimes it might happen that you're like, this is really me saying something and like it has nothing to do with the other person. When someone, you know, doesn't call you back right away. And you're like, oh, well, they're doing on purpose not to call me back. Like they're avoiding me. And a lot of times it can also be us being nervous of like, they said that. Is it because I I was like not okay? Because again, we're so hard on ourselves, right? You have an interaction with a friend and you're like, well, I said a joke and maybe they took it bad because it's been two days and they haven't messaged me. That is still you meaning making. And maybe what needs to happen is you just texting them either about that or just being like, nope. I'm in my head. We usually never text every day either, but all of a sudden I'm making it mean something different. And that can be really freeing. Same thing with colleagues, right? I was making it mean that also, not in this case, but other cases, someone sent me an email at 4.30. I was personally making it mean that I had to answer within the half hour left of work when they had never mentioned that, right? They were just in their moment doing whatever they needed to do. And they weren't saying in that case, answer at five, but I was making it mean that the minute I get an email, people expect me to answer right away. And if I don't, then I'm a bad employee. And then 
I would, you know, take it up and off. Just like, how dare they then send it to me at 4.30? It's not okay. They know I finish at five, but also maybe they don't, right? Like, that's the thing. This person was not like a supervisor with whom I spoke of my schedule. So maybe that's not at all what's happening. And again, they're not saying answer me by five. I am making that mean that. And then it makes it harder to have a relationship with that colleague because of this weight, this pressure, this accumulated frustration that I have actually created. So meaning making, when you become aware of meaning making, you become aware of what's on you. And then the beauty of that is really that it uncovers what is really at the root and what really matters. So in my personal relationship, I clearly needed to feel more validated. And so I would talk about that specifically, but it was no longer starting from the dishes and then like going into this huge argument about our whole relationship. And when it was about the dishes, it was just about the dishes. It was just me saying, hey, dude, what do we need to do? <laughs> and of course, now it's completely fine, right? That has been resolved. It actually was really quickly once I stopped making it mean so much. So how do you start noticing when you're meaning making? Well, basically, when you're having a dialogue with yourself in your head, whether you're at your computer getting that email or in the moment when you're making an action means something bigger. So a friend of yours made a comment or did not answer, or was late, and you're getting mad. And I, th I hope you know what I mean of like, you're in your own head, and you're like creating this scenario, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're getting angrier and angrier and angrier. That's an indication that you're in your own head doing that. Because there's no other person interacting. This is purely you interpreting a situation. Now, maybe we can still be offended or mad that the friend is late, and we can have a conversation about it with them. But we don't have to have a conversation of they're always late because they're inconsiderate, because I'm more involved in this relationship than they are, because they don't care, because they always think that everything runs around them and that, you know, they need to be at the center and I'm always on the periphery and I don't feel fulfilled in this relationship. That's like, whoa, maybe that all of that is true. But this goes deeper than the being late. And if you're trying to talk about the bigger feelings you have and always bringing it back to that's because you're late, then the other person won't understand because they don't have that whole interpretation you had of them being late. And most probably they're just someone who is maybe disorganized. Maybe they always underestimate the time. What I'm saying is they are not in your head thinking, um, oh, yeah, I'm going to do on purpose to be late. I actually don't like this person that I'm going to go see. and I'm going to purposefully insult them. I'm going to intentionally do something mean to them. So they won't understand where this is coming from. Whereas if you separate the two and you're like, okay, listen, when you're late, this is what I think in my head and this is what I make it mean. And then you can have that conversation about that. And you are completely justified in asking them not to be late because your time is just as valuable as theirs. And they may have never seen that. I actually had a conversation with a friend about that once and I was super nervous because I love them so much. And they reacted like, wow, I've never thought about it that way. Because, you know, the irony is they were always the one who was late. They were never waiting on someone. So they didn't have the five, 10 minutes or 15 or 20 of conversation in their own mind of like, okay, well, this person is late. They're probably doing this. They don't care. They just took five more minutes. When I didn't take five more minutes, I like you know, rushed out to be here on time and they didn't rush and everything else. So when I just came at them and I told them, when you're late, it makes me feel like you don't care. Like also you think you having to do something for five more minutes is more important than respecting my time 
and valuing me. And then I told them, I was like, and then it's hard, especially while I'm waiting, not to take it further in our relationship. Because actually this person valued me extremely. And once we were together, I felt amazing with them, right? And like, this person is still my friend. But it took a conversation about them being late. And then it solved everything else because it wasn't true in the rest of my relationship. But in the moment, it felt so raw and so true. To first start understanding meaning making, you have to see what is this person actually telling me and what am I imagining this means? And if someone starts by saying, whoa, like, what are you talking about? I never said that. That is also an extremely good indicator to stop and to evaluate and say, wait, what do you mean? Have you ever actually told me that you don't value my time and that you're late because you don't care? And if they haven't, then that's the humility pill that we gotta, we gotta swallow that says like, oh, well, am I, am I playing tricks on my own mind and maybe interpreting things the way I want to, to feel justified that I'm this angry right now? If you're starting to have a conversation in your head for 10 minutes, that's an, an indication that you might be having some meaning making. If someone else tells you, I've never told you this, or even yourself, when you start thinking this person is doing this because of that, because they were thinking that, stop and be like, wait, I just decided that this person was thinking that. Did they actually ever tell me that they were thinking that? Or did I just decide that for them because of the way I'm feeling? So those are two ways, two indicators, two little hints, well, three actually, to listen to, to see if you're meaning making. And then the trick, once you get to the next stage is, to then, once you know what you're meaning making about, it's to be able to then focus on just what just happened rather than all of the interpretation you've had. And by that, I mean that conversation about dishes is about dishes. That conversation with a colleague about asking for PowerPoint in an hour and a half when I have other tasks is just a conversation about the PowerPoint. It's not about them. And their reaction does not mean that it is about a bigger relationship, right? So the fact that my husband would still put the dishes in the sink instead of on the counter for, I don't know, another two months before he got used to it did not mean we were having issues with our relationship. It didn't mean he didn't care. It didn't mean anything more than he's still in the habit of putting dishes in the sink. And that's it. And do you know how freeing that is? Same thing with the colleague. If they do it again, it's not necessarily that they are intentionally doing this. It's that they messed up. And I am not the center of their world. That's also something, right? Because I keep talking about how you are the center of your world. That means that you are not the center of someone else's world because they're the center of their world. And it probably has nothing to do with you. Now, the thing is, when it becomes repetitive, well, you need to handle that. And if this person, this colleague still keeps doing it, then maybe it's a question of implying a supervisor or maybe then of talking to them about a broader but in an inquiring mind rather than confrontational, because if you just tell them, you never consider other people, you're so selfish, they are not thinking that about themselves, right? So they're like, well, you're wrong. I'm going to stop listening to you. This conversation is not constructive. And more than that, it might ruin something because we don't know what's happening with other colleagues. Maybe they're making so much effort with someone else that they then don't have the energy to be considerate towards you. And then they, of course, need to be told about this. But yelling at them and telling them that, forever and ever they are bad people and they like in general are always mean and are never okay this is not helpful we need to be very precise and very very there's not an act like very very not putting pressure on the conversation as if this is going to define our relationship whether it's work friends family uh romantic relationships so focus on the one thing that actually bothers you 
and go from there. And if something bothers you only because of the intention you've put behind it from that person, then that's maybe a, a sign that you need to work on yourself of like, maybe I actually don't need to talk to them about it at all. And this is more just me needing to stop thinking that whenever this person says, ooh, interesting, they actually mean it's not interesting. I, I don't know, right? But sometimes we will impose things that actually the other person can't do anything about because there's nothing that they're doing wrong. It does happen. And as much as, you know, I want to make sure that people don't then say that all the time and never stand up for themselves because this isn't it. Sometimes it is a question of, okay, who's interpreting? What are they actually doing? If they're putting the dishes in the sink instead of on the counter, that's a conversation I need to have because there's something physical. If it's just that they take two days to answer, they've always taken two days, but all of a sudden I'm making it mean something different. Well, you can have a conversation with them. But you might also just be like, I don't actually need you to text me more often. It's just me in my head right now that I'm very insecure. Okay, so this was a longer episode. And I have so much more that I need to talk about when it comes to meaning making. It is something that is difficult to go at alone a lot of times because we, again, think we're always right, which, you know, in a way is a good thing. But sometimes it's like, maybe you weren't okay in thinking that way. And we don't always need friends to tell us because in the moment you want to rant. So that's where coaching comes in for, for my clients at least. But maybe writing them down is a good way to start. And just once in a while being like, hmm, is there a place right now where I'm meaning making, whether in the moment, but if, you know, in the moment sometimes we're too heated. So maybe two or three days later, you're like, I had this really angry feeling with a colleague. Is all of that actually justified or is some of it me putting that on them? And again, it can be half and half, but already if you're le half less <laughs> angry at someone, that really helps in the long run. It helps your body. It helps your mind. It helps with the relationship with the person that in the case of work, you don't have a choice but to work with. Um, and I'm just going to finish by saying I've had people push back on this too and saying like, no, they were intentionally doing it. I think that that's something that you can talk about once you've told this person maybe two or three times. When you do this, it really makes me feel shitty. Like when you're late, when I had this conversation with a friend of like, when you're late, I am like really, really makes me feel not good. If the person then keeps doing it over and over without apologizing, without texting, without, you know, they didn't like from like one day to the next suddenly become someone that can be on time all the time. But they made sure to either stay late, let me know as much in advance as possible so I'm not just alone waiting for them wherever we're going. And then if that happens, keeps happening, like they don't do anything to change, then you can have a conversation about, listen, you now know this is something that hurts me and you're still doing it. What's happening here? Why are you like not at all caring about this? Yes and no, maybe. And then it's about putting some boundaries on, which I clearly don't have the time to do right now as I like my episodes to be 30 minutes or left and I'm already there. Um, so I just want you to know that also, how much are you losing by giving the benefit of the doubt and good intentions to someone else? Because I'm going to tell you, I very rarely lose because again, I also know when it's been happening too, too often, then, then it's not the same thing as someone I have no idea about what they're thinking. And I'm, so I'm like, I'm going to say that they did not do this on purpose. And even if they had, guess what? My day, my day just gets better. And again, if they keep going, then we deal with it. So I hope this is helpful. It's a lot. Meaning making is something I'm going to talk about 
again and again. Um, it's a word I'm going to use a lot because there's so much worth in it. And it's just something that you can control because you're the one doing that interpretation in your mind and you are able to control your thoughts. It takes practice, I know, but it really, really helps in all relationships. Okay, so this is it for today and I hope this was helpful and have a great day. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you want to follow me for more content, more motivation, I'm on Instagram at HelenJaneGrourke underscore coaching, or you can visit my website, www.HelenJaneGCoaching.com. There's a newsletter on there, as well as other free resources that can also be game changers. And before we leave, remember, you are already worthy of living a simply awesome life.